Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And here's your host, whose morning and evening routine starts with good dental hygiene, Dr. Grace Lee. Yes, start your morning right with good dental hygiene and end the day also with good dental hygiene. That has been my philosophy since as long as I can remember. Just somehow I detested going to the dentist and I had these in elementary school. I don't know if you've had this experience, but somehow my my elementary school, they invited these dental hygienists. And I guess they were volunteers in the community. I, I didn't really know, but once a year or twice a year or so, they would come into the classroom, in my homeroom classroom, and they would bring these models of dental teeth and they would show us how to floss and brush properly. And so I was inspired at a young age, being the good direction follower that I was on having good oral hygiene. And that was just something I carried on into adulthood. And I'm very pleased with that. And I'm grateful for it because at my age right now, no cavities, nothing extremely healthy teeth, except having had braces. All right, but I'm not spending, relax, I'm not spending the rest of this episode talking about my dental hygiene or teeth brushing or anything of the sort. Today, I have a new topic that I wanted to cover. It's great to be back. Last week has been a really busy week for me. I was busy traveling. I was in LA visiting Disneyland and that new Star Wars exhibit there. So if you wanted to catch that and some of my adventures there, visit my, go ahead, visit my YouTube channel. It's Grace Lee PhD. That's my YouTube channel. I have a really fun video that I recorded in Disneyland right there at the Star Wars exhibit. So today what I want to talk to you about is on the reputation, on your professional reputation. This is the first time I'm talking about that particular subject in this podcast. So welcome back to Career Revisionist. And the title of today's episode is How Your Reputation Affects Career Success and Growth. And your reputation is extremely important because it can affect your ability to launch your career. It affects your ability to grow your career. And it can also affect how other people in your industry view you. Jeff Bezos was, you know, the founder of Amazon.com. And he was famous for this quote. He said that your brand is what people say about you when you leave the room. And that's one of his famous quotes. And you know, that's the same thing. The same is true of your reputation. What others say about you when you are not around, when you're not in the room, when you leave the room, that's your reputation. And in your career, it's what they say about you professionally. And really what they say about you can either make you or break you. So your reputation is the key element of building a powerful personal brand, right? Building your powerful personal brand, that the key for that is your reputation. And so you hear the word reputation, you know, everyone says, I have a good reputation of a bad reputation. What's my reputation? What are people saying about me? Worried about what people think about me. But what is a reputation, right? And here I'm going to define it for you. A reputation includes a set of beliefs, values, and standards that an audience assigns to your character. So I'm going to repeat that. Your reputation is the set of beliefs, values, and standards that your audience assigns to you, assigns to your character. Right? So your reputation can be formed based on facts and also based on other people's experience of being in a relationship with you. Right? So that's, that's, that's the, a good way, that's a healthy way of forming a reputation because it's factual. 
and it's based on actual experiences. It's based on reality, right? So that's that's the good way. But of course, your reputation can also be formed as some sort of loosely held opinion based on the gossip they've heard and innuendo. And that is the lesser healthy way of forming an, an, a reputation. But both ways can happen. But either way it happens, your reputation is made up of two things, right? And the first element, the first ingredient of your reputation is your capability. So this is your competence, right? Because you need to be good at what you do. You need to be competent at what you do. But your capability alone, that's not going to give you a distinguished reputation. Because if, you, if you're capable and just capable, that's one aspect of it. And people don't choose to work with you only based on your skills. Right. So the second ingredient, as you guessed, as you might suspect, is your character. Right. You have to be known as the person to who does the right thing. You know, even though doing the right thing is most often difficult and challenging, right, or even produces some internal conflict or conflicts with other people. You know, having good character means you're known as the one who has that courage and that integrity. Right. So it's not enough. The same thing with capability, right? It's not enough just to be kind and wonderful because while others would like and respect you, you know, if you have a good character, you have strong values, they would like and respect you, but it doesn't mean they would hire you. And your reputation suffers just as much if you only have, if you're only kind and wonderful without the capability, right? So you need both capability and character to build a distinguishable reputation to survive and thrive in the career landscape today. And, and in so doing, right, what you're doing is earning trust by building your reputation, right? Those people, those individuals who have strong core values, they tend to build positive reputations, right? An honorable reputation can be developed through intentional and consistent exemplary behavior. Like, for example, if you have core values of, of, being, of, of wanting to be someone who's respectful, you know, trustworthy, genuine, honest, and kind, right? Those are core values that tend to build positive reputations. And building an honorable, honorable reputation by consistently behaving consistent with your core values, right? But building a distinguished reputation really takes a long time. It takes time. It might even take the better part of your career. And yet, as long as it does take to build a distinguished reputation, it can be undermined or even destroyed in a matter of minutes. Just because of one bad decision or one thoughtless action that seemed harmless at the time, it only takes minutes to destroy the reputation you've taken so hard and so many years to build. So that's why it's super important to build the reputation and build it with intent right? So the most important career capital you have, it's not your technical skills, and it's not your work history. It's your reputation. And I always, I always teach my clients this, I always coach my clients, and I tell them, you know, your reputation is your greatest source of wealth, because it precedes you and anything that you do. Right? So that's why gaining the trust and respect of your coworkers, is really the first job that you have on the first day at work. And this can go a long way in helping you achieve your professional goals and make a lot of your responsibilities easier to manage day by day on a day-to-day basis. Right? And that's why it's so important to build your career intentionally rather than let it happen by accident. 
No, because I mean, you sure I'm sure you've met, you know, those people you 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 have those individuals in mind, you can recall them those ones that kind of just stumbled upon this reputation. Maybe they've been known since high school as being the jokester or the prankster. And they just never actively did anything to build a different reputation in their in their adult years. And so they just kind of happened by accident this was their reputation right so you don't want to build your reputation by accident you want you don't want to let it happen by accident because if you're not in control of your reputation then someone else is and then you don't and then you lose that control over your career path as well and how successful you're able to grow or accelerate or even launch your career so you might be thinking that well that sounds all good and everything but you can't control what people think of you and you're right. That's true. You, you're right to think that. But here's the thing. You can influence how you are perceived. Perhaps building a reputation doesn't mean, it does not mean that you're controlling what people think of you. It's not mind control. It simply is influencing how you are perceived because you have the ability to influence, right? As leaders, we're influencing all the time. So the goal here is to be a career leader and influence how you are perceived. The problem is that most people aren't doing enough to build their reputation with intent. As I mentioned earlier, they're building it by accident. So I'll give you some evidence of that. So there was a recent survey that went out uh, a couple years ago, and they interviewed a thousand adults in the U.S. who regularly use social media and the Internet. And here's what they found. Only half of that population reported that they've never monitored what information is being shared about them online. Like half of them never monitored it. And 80% of them say that they've never done anything to manage information about them online. Never. And only 22% found that the information that comes up about them in searches is exactly what they want people to know about them. Right? Only 22%. So talk about the 80-20 rule, right? You know, 80-20 rule and everything. In this case, 80, you know, 80-20 rule right here, 80% haven't done anything to build their reputation and only 20% are satisfied with the reputation they achieved. Right? So which, which group do you want to be in? Do you want to be in the 20% that builds their reputation and intent? Right? And, the 80, and, the, and also the 20% who are satisfied with the reputation they achieved, right? So which group do you want to be in? And, and here's the thing, I know, and I understand this, I completely understand, you know, we're all inundated with career advice. There's career advice everywhere, a dime a dozen. It's like, you can't, sometimes, depending on whether you've been on job boards or, or, or job websites or anything like that, sometimes you're retargeted for, for career advice as well. You, you, you know, it's hard to scroll through your, your social media feeds without stumbling upon career advice. And, and all of those columns, all those rather obvious or oversimplified suggestions like be a person of integrity or sometimes you hear suggestions like connect with people you know it just doesn't seem to cut it you know they're too facile they're too simple or they're too obvious right so so how can we build our professional reputation right how can we influence how people perceive us so that's the question that i'm going to answer so here we go there are 15 avenues where you can influence how you are perceived by others, right? And when you take advantage of these avenues, right, these vehicles, it will help you effectively build a reputation that you can be proud of. 
not one that will help you get to that next level of your career and or one that can help you accelerate your career or launch your career if you're just starting out or earlier in your career journey. So I'm going to go through each of these 15 avenues. All right, take a sip of water. And here we go. Number one is your bio and your resume. So these two documents, you can treat these as your marketing pieces, right? Your bio and your resume. And there's a lot of conflicting, you know, there's a lot of information out there a lot of and I even wrote an opinion piece on it in on my LinkedIn profile so you can go read it there about the resume about you know is it dead is that that a fact or fiction a fact or fiction you know all this thing about the resume being dead so I'm not going to cover that in this episode if you're interested in learning about that you can read that on my LinkedIn profile I wrote an article on that so any anyway your bio and your resume are your marketing pieces So you have complete control over what goes in your bio and your resume. So take some time to reflect on what is written there. What are some things that you need to include depending on the reputation you want to build? And and the way you make a decision on what your reputation you want is depends on the industry and what is considered the measure of success in your industry. So build your reputation to set yourself up for that success And in your bio and your resume, what you want to do is include those things that support that reputation and disinclude, like delete and remove things that don't, right? It's all too tempting to write a bio and a resume that is pages and pages long because you just want to include everything. But in this case, being succinct, you know, less is more. The second avenue is your career story. And this is not your work history right? This is not your resume. It's different. Your career story is made up of the story of how you got to where you are now. And it may sound like work history at first glance, but here I'm going to expand on that. Your career story is where you started out, what desires you had at the time, and the steps you took to reach your career goals and to get the things that you want in your career and life. And along the journey, what conflicts did you face? And how did you deal with those conflicts and those challenges? Right? You, you were under fire in that career journey. You faced failures. You faced criticisms. You faced any, all things that were challenging. How did, you, how did you face those things? How did you deal with them? And as a result, what epiphanies did you have along the way? And then where are you now compared to where you were back then at the origin of this journey? And the most important thing about your career story, and this is the, this is the part that most people leave out, is the transformation on your character. Because the thing about your career journey is that you're doing everything you can to work on your career journey, to, you know, to go higher or to go to that next step or go to that different direction, that new direction. And as you're working on your career journey, your journey also works on you. So that transformation is really important when you're telling your story to also share vulnerably how it's changed you as a person. Okay, number three, the third avenue is your achievements that you were recognized for. So it doesn't matter if you don't consider yourself a highly ambitious person or if you didn't feel that you were an overachiever of sorts, it doesn't matter. You have had achievements in your career. You wouldn't be here today if you didn't, if you didn't achieve anything. So what are those achievements? How did people recognize you for those achievements? And how, how important 
were those achievements in your industry? Like what changes as a result of the achievements of your achievements, what changes happen in your industry, in your company, in your relationships, or in the network of teams that you had a footprint in, right? So that is your achievements that you were recognized for. Number four are your accolades and credentials. Yes, these are all the awards you received in school. Yes, these are the awards you might have received in your organization or with other organizations that you volunteered for or causes that you work for. Yes, these are the prizes, the things that you were recognized for in public and also among your peers. And yes, these are credentials that include your college credentials, any professional accreditations, things like that, any continuing education diplomas received all of the above that what goes on here and all of these things when you when you profile them when you put them out in a public facing you know publicly facing when you are talking about them and showcasing them they all speak towards your reputation it all all helps to build your reputation and you have control over which accolades and credentials you reveal Number five, what your peers and colleagues say about you. So yes, of course, that's important because that's part and parcel of a definition of reputation and a personal brand is what they say about you behind your back. So one way that you can, you can find out what is your reputation, because sometimes you have a reputation that you don't even know about. And those are sometimes the dangerous, most dangerous ones, because if they escalate, you know, they spread Sometimes reputations go out of control, especially bad reputations go out of control, out of control because of how quickly they spread. So one way to find out what your reputation is, is just ask people and give them permission and create a safe environment for them to tell you honestly. So what your peers say about you is going to help you into determining what your reputation is. Does it match with how you want to be perceived by other people? And is it what you want people to know about you? Right. So this avenue is super important because it helps you to plan the next stages of building your reputation. Number six is your authorships. So your authorships, and yes, it does mean any books you've written or articles you publish, it does. But if you haven't written any books or articles, don't panic because authorships are just anything that you've written, any work that you've produced that is authentic and that is uniquely your work. Right, So maybe you didn't publish on a huge and well-known platform, but maybe you published internally in your organization. Maybe you published on your social media platforms. Maybe you published, like I mentioned earlier, I published an article on whether the resume is dead as a LinkedIn article, and that's a, a publication as well. Completely free of charge, and it's on your profile, but it is public. So any authorships at all, also help to formulate and build your reputation. And of course, you have complete control over what you put out there and what you write about and what you talk about. So those publications help intentionally, when you put them intentionally out there, they help to build your reputation. Number seven, your salary and how it has grown over the years. Right. So how does the salary enhance your reputation? Right. So rather than enhance, but how does it affect your reputation? Right. So here's the thing. If you are, for example, let's say, for example, you're paid a salary that is higher than the average salary of someone at your job level or higher than anyone has ever received with your job title. 
or you received a promotion quicker than anyone else in in your in your industry that speaks volumes towards your reputation that speaks volumes towards your accomplishments and your capabilities and helps to build your reputation so that's why your salary and how it's grown both of those help in terms of building your reputation right so this is an important yet most commonly neglected avenue on how you can influence how others perceive you number eight is your work presentations so this is different from your authorships. In your authorships, I mentioned that you might have internal publications in your organization. In this case, your work presentations, they're not publications, they're not internal publications, but they are part of projects. You know, as a part of a project, as a part of an assignment you had at work, you had to draw up a presentation and you had a room full of people and you presented your perspectives, your research findings or your work or your processes, your thought processes, things like that. Any presentations, they also help to build your reputation, especially if those as a result of your presentation, you were able to make some sort of meaningful change or contribution. Number nine. Now, these are, this may be a little less obvious. Number nine is your public appearance, right? So these, this includes things like when you go out there and, and, and of course it, it includes being, if you are a professional speaker, for example, and you get invited to talk on stage. Yes, that's a public experience. That's a public appearance, but most people aren't public speakers. So if you're not a public speaker, you still have a public appearance. And this just basically means that when you go out there, maybe you travel for work, right? Maybe you have to meet your uh, company's clients or you have to meet partners and colleagues and you're meeting them outside of the closed doors of your organization. That's considered a public appearance. And the way you show up in that capacity helps you also to influence how other people think perceive you. Right. So always err on the side of being more professional to appear more professional. And that will help with that avenue of public appearances. Number 10 is your portfolio at work and your portfolio is made up of your of um, of the results of the products of the services that you have produced for your company or your organization. It could also be any success stories that you've helped clients, your clients or your colleagues uh, to achieve. It could also, your portfolio of work could also be some new founding findings or new discoveries that you've made. It could also be a new process that you've discovered to make to improve productivity. All of those things. Anything where Anything where you've used your your wisdom and your professional skills that you've gathered over the years to produce an outcome, a product or a service or some sort of procedure. Those all are made up, uh, those all make up your portfolio of work and you can use those and showcase those to build your reputation. Number 11, and this one from now, from 11 to 15 now, these things are less obvious. They're less obvious in terms of how, you know, that they're less inter- they're less obvious in the fact that, you know, most people don't think of these as avenues that they can build their reputation or as affecting their reputation. Okay. Okay. So number 11 is your appearance. Yes. And, and yes, I'm talking about your physical appearance. So how you dress, your demeanor, you know, how you, how you are groomed, 
you know, those things are affect your affect your reputation, especially and and some of them are industry specific, right? And the way that you that you think about your appearance, the way that you choose your style, the way that you choose your demeanors, you know, your body language, um, your level of grooming, you know, or or the the styles, right? Just look at your industry, you know, take a look at your industry, take a look at organize your internally, the organization, you know, how are most people presenting themselves? Do they tend to be more dressed up? Do they tend to be a lot more casual? Do they tend to be more or less groomed? Or is there um, a spread, right? So the, the rule of thumb, the rule of this is just my opinion, but the rule of thumb is to be equally as dressed up or groomed as they are or more right? But not to be underdressed. It's better to be overdressed or just right than underdressed. So your appearances and the way you carry yourself certainly do have an effect on how you can influence how other people think about you and how how they perceive you. And therefore you can use that to build your reputation. So number 12 is the, is the way you live and your lifestyle. So this is your visible life, that which you convey to other people. And you may value privacy, right? But with social media, you know, you go out with friends, they snap a picture, they post it on their social media, tag you, and therefore it is public. Or they may not tag you, but they just recognize you and it's also public. They tag your friends who know you and they know you and then therefore it becomes public, right? So your visible lifestyle, may be, your lifestyle may be more visible than you might think. Right. So it's always good to err on the side of caution and be more intent, be more um, be more deliberate on what you do, how you do show up in terms of your in your personal life, how you do show up outside of work, even if you are not on duty or if it's after hours or the weekends, because the way people see you living your lifestyle also goes a long way in terms of the second avenue and how they can form your reputation. Because remember, the other way your reputation can be formed is based on gossip and innuendo, right? And so it's good to have that in mind, that the way you live in your lifestyle also affects and influences how other people perceive you. Number 13 is the way you carry yourself. So when you are around other people, how do you carry yourself? You know, are you, are you seen as the upbeat person? Are you seen as uh, someone who's humble? Or are you seen as the introvert, someone who's withdrawn, someone who appears to be hunched over, you know, things like that, the way you carry yourself and the way that people see you upon first impression, sometimes that's the one that sticks. So be mindful of these things and do what you can to to influence people the way that you want to be, influence them towards the direction that you want them to feel about you. Number 14 is your sense of humanity. So are you, for example, are you supporting a cause? Do you have a donation? Did you have a generous donation that you give out there? What is your contribution that you make outside of work? So this is your sense of humanity, your sense of recognizing that we are all interconnected, you know, that there is a spiritual bond that can be formed between people when you contribute meaningfully to their lives. And so your sense of humanity goes a long way into showing the more personable side of you. So it's not, not, I'm not saying that you have to make a huge and, and, and huge financial donation to a cause, but it just means that, do you have a sense of humanity? Does, does, your, does your personal life show that you care? 
that you want to make a person that you want to make a contribution and a meaningful contribution or to change people's lives. Right? So that is your sense of humanity. And the last one, 15, number 15 is your inner circle and the people you associate with. So you heard that saying that you are the average of the five closest people that you hang out with. Well, some people say it's true. Some people doesn't, don't say it's true, but it doesn't matter if it's true or not, right? Because your inner circle, that group of friends, those people that you are seen with, right? Who you are seen with, they do make quick and quick judgments and associations of the kind of person you are, depending on who you're seen with. And I mean, of course, it being judging and being so quick to judge is uh, could be a negative thing. And maybe, but the thing is, you cannot control what people what people do, right? But you can control who you are seen with, and that's why you know that's why it's super important to build your network and to build it with intention because who you are seen with does go a long way in terms of influencing how people see you in the professional landscape anyway so these are the 15 avenues where you can influence how you are perceived by others so if that's you if you are currently launching your career or you are looking to accelerate your career transition your career and that's you and you kind of like kind of feeling kind of overwhelmed with all this career advice, I invite you to go ahead and visit careerrevisionist.com slash intensive. So this is a career intensive that I am launching. And actually, as I'm recording this episode, this is an the, the opening week of Career Revisionist Intensive. So go and check that out. And if it's and see if that's the right fit for you. If you have any questions, I invite you to go to leave a review for me on Apple iTunes. And in that review, you can pop your questions there as well. I read every single one of them. And I'm always happy, I'm always happy to answer questions from my listeners. So this is this concludes this episode of Career Revisionist. Thank you for listening. Remember to leave me a review and any other suggestions on topics as well. I'm always happy to hear from you. And I look forward to hanging out with you in my next episode.